Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. There is little question that in this country right now, we have a major crisis on the border. People coming into the United States, no excellent plan, no real plan uh, as to how to deal with the humanitarian crisis, how to deal with uh, migrants, how to deal with immigration in general. There is one area, though, where things do move in a relatively orderly manner. And that uh, has been Minnesota and refugees. Refugees coming to Minnesota has been a very low number. Last year, a higher number. And it makes you wonder, like, are, can we handle it? Is this good? Is this uh Challenging for Minnesota organizations. Maya Rao is with the Star Tribune. We've talked to her before. She covers immigration issues and race for the Star Tribune and had an, really a fascinating story about people resettling in Minnesota and the trend and the way things have changed. And Maya joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Hey, Maya. Hi, thanks for having me. You found that in 2023, in the fiscal year, we had how many refugees uh, here in Minnesota? We had about 1,500. And that that compares to 258 in 2021. So that's a pretty massive change. What, what happened? Yeah, a lot of it just has to do with changes in the administration. Um, you know, back under the Obama administration, he uh, had the, there's usually an annual cap that the president sets of the number of refugees that the nation will take in. So he would set it um, in the 70,000s, 80,000s. And so in Minnesota, we were getting a few thousand refugees each year. And then President Trump came in and, you know, the numbers, the cap that he set every year was the lowest in history, in the history of the program. And so that's why we got really low numbers during Trump. And then the pandemic hit. And so even though Biden raised the refugee cap back up again, even higher than Obama's, it took some time to kind of build the capacity up again. So we're, we're sort of inching toward where we were under Obama, but it's still quite a striking change because for so many years under Trump and, and going into the first couple of years of the Biden administration, it, the numbers were fairly low. I, I sometimes wonder if... People know the difference between a refugee coming to our country and our state versus someone who is undocumented and coming here in an in an illegal way. It's a very different. uh, uh, The result, perhaps, is the same. I don't know. Could you characterize the difference for me? Yeah, there's a really drastic difference. And um, a lot of people will use the term refugee, understandably, in a more generic term, you just think of anybody escaping persecution coming here, but there's really an official definition with the government and an official pathway. So the uh, government will screen people, and they've, they've, they've gone through so many checks and interviews and screenings for years, waiting in a refugee camp to be processed, and they come here legally. 
Um, but, you know, we've had so many people who have been coming over the border. They're claiming asylum. Um, so that, that's a huge number that's come to Minnesota and elsewhere, too. And then we've got still other people coming, like from fleeing the war in Ukraine or Afghanistan. They've come through an even different pathway called humanitarian parole. So they might seem to fit in this general term of refugee to the average person, but each one has a different kind of official pathway and different kinds of um, opportunities available to them. Maya Rao is a reporter with the Star Tribune. She's written a story on the number of refugees resettling in Minnesota on the rise. And you say it's it's likely going to go even higher in the 2024 fiscal year. Uh, is that because, I mean, the, the Biden cap uh, still didn't see, you know, full number of uh, uh, refugees take advantage of it in 2023 do we do do we just do the experts expect to get closer uh to that to that cap yeah the biden administration has really pushed for for that cap to be met in the coming year so people are getting ready i mean the refugee resettlement agencies that have been really decimated under the trump years i mean they've built back up you know people people have been hiring so yeah we are expecting in in minnesota the number i've heard is about 2400 and um, so, so, yeah, that is expected to grow. But the interesting thing will be what happens when the presidential election takes place, whether it's mm-hmm. Biden or Trump. Um, right. You know, that could be a very drastic difference. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Do do the agencies, the social service agencies in Minnesota say, you know, can they handle it? It's obviously that, you know, 2,400 refugees compared to, to, you know, 258 or, you know, 300 or something is quite a change. Yeah, I mean, they've handled these types of numbers before under Ah. Obama. Um, So it seems that they probably can handle it now. I think it is challenging, though, when you when you change administrations and things go drastically in one direction or another, uh, that's when things get sort of chaotic, when people's staffing and resources isn't in line with the number of refugees that are actually expected. Do we know where Minnesota uh, refugees are are largely coming from? Yeah, a lot of them are coming from the Congo. Um, they're coming from their Korean refugees from Myanmar, who have been living in uh, Thai refugee camps for many years. Um, they're they're coming from Ethiopia, and then Somalia is another big one. Like, we already have so many Somali people already here, long established. But um, in recent years, the actual number of new arrivals have kind of slowed down a lot, uh, but that's been picking back up again. So we have uh, about uh, over 400 Somali refugees coming in the past year. Maya Rao is with us from the Star Tribune. Immigration is her beat. You obviously also are watching some of the, uh, you know, the national debate about immigration, the crisis at the border. Uh, 
even though these paths are very separate and often the people are separate, right, where you have people maybe fleeing from Mexico or South America who wouldn't wouldn't meet a legal defi- definition of a refugee, the, the practical reality of, of new residents and people who don't have jobs, you know, and are coming to our community, the practical respect uh, effect of this can be the same. What what are, you know, I guess do you worry or do you monitor for whether the political considerations over the real crisis at the border that's going on, how that ends up affecting what life might be like for refugees as they try to figure out how to start a life here? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, because the, well, the refugees who come here under the official program, they will come here, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll really have a lot more rights and benefits than somebody just coming over the border. Because mm. um, the, the refugees, they'll have that authorization to work. They'll be eligible for government benefits. I mean, the people who come over the border, um, they have to wait a certain amount of time to apply for a work permit. So a lot of them, they're in very challenging positions where they're fighting for jobs that, you know, where they're working under the table, may not be getting paid everything that they're supposed to get paid. So life is a lot more challenging for that group that is coming over the border and they don't really have the same level of um, authorizations that would allow them to really build a life and see a future. Whereas like the official refugees, they know, okay, I have a path to citizenship so they can really set in roots and build something here. Who is, who is largely helping the refugees kind of once they, you know, logistically, how does it work? Like when a refugee arrives in, in the twin cities, wh- where do they go or how does, how does it work? So we have a handful of refugee resettlement agencies that get matched with uh, the incoming refugees and help them for the first couple months here, um, you know, pro- providing that transitional period um, of resources, benefits, and things like that. Um, and then, you know, they, a lot of refugee resettlement agencies still have continuing programs teaching English or job training and things like that. And then people... Uh, part of there's usually a number of people that are able to help from their own communities too. Many many, refu- many refugees are the the reason they end up here is because they have family or a relative or something like that, right? Right, yeah. right. So that makes it easier, um, especially with the with the large Somali numbers. I mean, in that case, a lot of it was family reunification. Got it. Well, it's very interesting, and and certainly if we see twenty four hundred or so. Uh, It'll be it'll uh, be noteworthy and interesting to see kind of how that goes as uh, as we as we approach the election, as you said, for sure. Myra, really good story. Appreciate you spending some time with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for your time. Five forty six. We'll take a break. Uh, When we come back. There is a new California law that stops police officers from asking a question that I bet. I bet you've been asked. We'll talk about it next on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 